0: welcome to the driveway beers podcast conversations you have in your driveway over a beer with your friends and neighbors all right welcome back to another show uh today is july 5th so happy independence day to all those that want to celebrate it um before we get started uh, go to drivewaybeerspodcast.com click on the Uh, private internet access link on the right hand side reason why i'm telling you to do that is because uh, right now private internet access runs their best deal of the year 39 months for 79 dollars that comes out to about 1.33 a month that's as good of a deal in the vpn world as you're going to get especially for this quality of a vpn um protect your identity protect your credit card information and, and grab your grab yourself a great vpn deal from a great vpn Uh, again this is the one i use personally on my own computer uh i use i use it on my phone my computer uh wherever i need to so that my credit card information stays private um so go to drivewaybeers.com. i'm sorry drivewaybeerspodcast.com and and click on that link on the right hand side um so like i said it's it's july 5th and last week uh, it was announced that UCLA and USC were going to join the Big Ten. Uh, <clears throat> this comes on the heels of last year's announcement that Texas and Oklahoma were going to go to the SEC from the Big 12. And, of course, UCLA USC, they're coming from the Pac-12. So what does this mean for the college landscape moving forward? That's a big question. Um I feel like it definitely puts the NCAA at risk as far as football goes. Um, but right now, you've got the Big Ten uh, with the addition of those two teams. That's going to be 16 teams there. 16 teams in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, the Big Ten was 10 schools. Yeah. Hence the name, right? Now, they're now up to 16. Do they stay at 16? Do they go to 20? Because the other part of this is with 16, you got a nice number where you can do 4 14 com- uh, divisions or you can do 2 18 divisions kind of separates it out nicely because obviously you're not going to play 15 games a year
1: yeah because because right? right now they have what big 10 east at, east and west is it East? yeah I think so something like that or is it north and south I don't know what it is. it's
0: one of those two yeah I know the SEC is east and west right right um and so and then of course, last year also, <clears throat> so the Big 12 had lost. After the announcement for, the, for Texas and Oklahoma to go to the SEC, the Big 12 uh, reached an agreement with BYU, Central Florida, Cincinnati, and Houston to join the Big 12. Now, I know people are probably saying, well, who cares about BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston? Last year, BYU ended up 19th in the rankings. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati was number four. Yeah, Cincinnati played in the uh, in, in the, the yeah. Uh, <clears throat> playoff. Yeah, got the doors blown off, but they were still made it. They, were, they, they were, were there, yeah. Houston was 17, so they're bringing in three ranked teams. And Central Florida, I don't know if you remember, wasn't that the school Lane Kiffin was at yeah. for a couple of years? And they they claimed the national championship because mm-hmm. they went undefeated a couple of times. Yeah. But they were like number five or number six, but he's gone now. Yeah. Um. So the Big 12 as it currently stands is eight teams. Mm-hmm. But with those four teams, they're up to 12. The other big conferences, ACC is at 14. Okay. Pac 12 is at 10. So Pac 12 is actually the smallest conference
1: now with those two teams out UCLA right. and USC. There's, who, who else? So it's, it's. Well, it was USC, UCLA, and uh, Stanford. The Pac-12, right? Who else was there? Was like Cal in there? So, so you got Oregon, Washington State, Oregon State,
0: Cal, Washington, Stanford, Utah. Utah was new, okay. Arizona State, Colorado, that was also new, mm-hmm. and then Arizona. Now Utah and Colorado have only been in the Pac-12 for like five years, maybe. Right, because they came over from. I want to say the WAC or okay.
1: something like that. We're about the Mountain West. Is that?
0: Mountain West. So Mountain West, <clears throat> they've got 10 teams right now. I'm sorry. No, 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 wait. 12. Okay. San Diego State University and Utah State are the two big ones because they were ranked 24 and 25 last year. Um, but they've also got Fresno, Air Force, Nevada, Boise State, which is usually a top a top 15 team, mm-hmm. uh, Hawaii, okay. Uh Wyoming, not a big deal. San Jose State, not a big deal. Colorado State used to be D3, for crying <laughs> out loud. Uh, UNLV, we're not, this isn't the Larry Johnson UNLV for basketball. Uh, and New Mexico, which is an, an also-round. Yeah. Um, and then you've also got the American Athletic, which is <clears throat> which is East Carolina, Tulsa, SMU, Memphis, Navy is probably the big name there. Uh, Temple, South Florida, Tulane. Other than, I mean, SMU's been trying to build up their program. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got that. Uh, did you ever watch that thirty for thirty on SMU when they got like the, I they were the one that got the death penalty? Okay. For I guess they were paying for players and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. they got they were the university that got the the sole death penalty. <laughs> um, but they're they're trying to make a comeback. East Carolina, when they had David Garrard, I don't know if you remember him. Mm -hmm. He was a quarterback for the Jaguars all those years. Okay, yeah. Um, But other than East Carolina, SMU, and Navy, I mean, Temple had a moment when they were coming back, and then they just dropped
1: off again. Temple's a basketball school. I mean, that's, that's how. And Navy, I mean, Navy is a, like, for every other sport, they play in the Patriot League. Yeah, with, like bucknell and you know towson like a bunch of small you know uh small schools so. is that
0: is that height restriction you can't you know you can only let in guys right. of a
1: certain height yeah you know because
0: you can't fit in the ship yeah you know yeah. Dave, david robinson found that out the hard way yeah I, I still don't understand how they let him in the naval academy other, other than his smarts but you gotta be you gotta be like look man you got all the brains in the world, but you can't fit in the ship.
1: Yeah, it's kind of an issue with the. Well, Navy. I know he was restricted to like he couldn't. He wanted to be. He wanted to, to uh, be a submariner, <laughs> and I don't think he was able to do it because he was too tall. He's too tall. You can't fit in the sub. So dude. he had to like go into other. I guess he could have been a Navy SEAL. <laughs> but you still. You, I don't think he fits in the helicopter that yeah. they would drop out
0: of. <laughs> I mean, my man was seven one. Yeah, I mean, you don't fit in a lot of things at seven one. Yeah. I mean, obviously not going to be a pilot. They don't make a plane here that size. No. I mean, you could do like the shack thing where they put him in a Buick.
1: Yeah. Had him sit in the back seat. In the back seat.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think they're especially going to make a plane for David Robinson. I mean, the guy he, when he was at the academy, it's like, what do you? Like no one, no one thought to ask him how tall he was before he got there. <laughs> like maybe we got to send this guy to the army.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe got to send him to West Point. Right. Right. <laughs> Although I don't think he's fitting in a tank either.
1: <laughs> you, you can be infantry though. Infantry, yeah You could you could fit him in a C one hundred and thirty to get him over to yeah. <laughs> the desert. If they can fit a helicopter in a C one hundred and thirty, they can fit him in there. Right? So. right. Yeah, uh, I, but yeah, I don't understand how that worked, but uh, but
0: I, I you know, the days of, of of Navy being a basketball school are never. So yeah, yeah. sorry guys. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your service. Some people say football currently too. So, but I remember with football though they were
1: they were always like nine and three. Like and yeah, they was, went they were to were some top twenties. They went to some minor bowl games and, and stuff like that. But now it seems like there's bowl games for everyone. Like, don't get me started on that garbage. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you have a a, a, a five hundred record or above, you're you're bowl eligible. Oh yeah, what was what, it the um, the the in the Simpsons. Simpsons, you gotta love it. They, they've always got something, but uh, it was like the, the 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 Duff Beer Most Tavern Quickie Mart Tostitos Bowl. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, I think there's something called the Stamps.com Bowl.
0: Yeah, like come on, Stamps.com doesn't need a bowl. <laughs> you know, I remember it was funny when like when the, the they came out with like the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. For me, I guess that was the first one that I remember being actually sponsored. And I was like, well, that kind of makes sense. Tostitos, yeah. fiestas. Sure, okay. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the sponsorships not really made sense to me. But I, anyway, so <clears throat> it, it, it's kind of hard to see where this is going to go. I mean, do you really, it, it's possibly you end up with either four 16-team conferences mm-hmm. or do you go full- for 20-team conferences. And at that point, do you really need the NCAA anymore? Because right now, with the college football playoff, that's its own separate entity. That has nothing yeah. to do with the NCAA. So that little, that little 14 tournament is separate from the NCAA. So they've already got an infrastructure, a corporation set up, mm-hmm. where they could unite under that. Yeah. And then, of course, I mean you got this at that point though i think if you go that route the whole this whole amateur athletics thing is out the window yeah it's done it kind of is anyway with the with the name image and likeness that they approved last year and of mm-hmm. course nobody knew what they were doing with it right so now it's the wild west you know but if you've got these these schools that are facilitating Name, image, and like this, they have no issues with these kids making some money. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, because only two percent of them are going to make it to their, you know, to the NFL. Yeah, they're going to get an education out of it. And I know everyone's like, "Oh, education is garbage." No, well, look, no, for if, if there's 120 kids on that team, unless it's Alabama, a hundred of them are not making it to the NFL. Oh, right, yeah, probably 110 of them. Right now with Alabama. That's different. I mean, like the fifth string cornerback gets drafted, so you know, that's a different story there. But you know, it's kind of like what then what happens to the NCAA? Because there's a lot of schools that depend on the NCAA Mm -hmm. for organization, for uh, playoff structures. It's it's kind of like the tie that binds a lot of these schools together for athletics. Um. And it also does ensure some equality, especially for the women's sports. Yeah. Um, so it, it's like, what happens to the NCAA? Do, do the, the schools that get left out uh, do they basically join together under the NCAA umbrella and just say, okay, we're not we're not going to be the big schools with the TV contracts. Mm-hmm. We're going back to the roots of what amateur athletics is. Yeah almost similar to, it basically you break it down to division 1 I, division 1aa I like it used to be and what it is now is it's, uh the FBS which is bowl, uh, the bowl subdivision which is the big big boys and then you got the FCS which is a championship subdivision which was yep. the old one aa yep and some of these schools might have to kind of go down from the old division 1 to the 1aa but i don't think that's a bad thing for a lot of these schools like I mean, you, you got someone like a UNLV mm-hmm. playing football. Look, you guys aren't making it to, I mean, you're going to make it to a bowl maybe once every three years. Yeah. All right. May, maybe it'll you know, be one of those like quickie mark bowls. Sure. And may, so maybe going down to the FBS and playing in that 16 team um, playoff system, you No, know, maybe because it is a 16 team playoff system. Maybe they can work out their own deals that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know? make them bold games.
1: Well there was I mean Division Three football still still does uh you know a, a playoff. And you know some of those games are really good. And um what was it a couple years ago, I think it was was it UNBC or Towson yeah. went pretty far in it. They ended up losing to South Dakota. Yep. Um so like that's that's but that to me, that's true amateur athlete. Those division three players aren't getting any scholarship money. There's no big contracts, there's no like there's no T V contracts, it's they're you know, it's it's almost like you know, just one step above high school. Sure. Um And there's nothing wrong with that though. No. I played Division Three football. I yeah. you know, it was it was uh it's still a lot of work, though. The athletes still work just as hard as the commitment, still as big as it is for a Division One school. Yeah,
0: and it, we get it. It's it, it's about money, right? Because, I mean, the main reason USC and UCLA—they're I mean, the ones that reached out to the Big Ten. The Big Ten didn't reach out to them, mm-hmm. at, at least according to the sources. You know, <laughs> and this is hard-hitting news. So you heard it here last. Yeah. <laughs> um, but apparently they reached out to the Big Ten, and the the rumor has it that they realized that the Pac-12 was never going to sign a television contract as lucrative as the Big Ten has. Mm-hmm. The Big Ten, I mean, they they were one of the pioneers in this because they had the Big Ten network. Yeah. And they also allow ESPN and Fox Sports to also uh, televise some of their games. So they they've got this TV thing down pat, and the SEC is starting to come along, uh, but both of them are going to sign major major deals coming oh, up because yeah. their contracts are up. So UCLA and USC are like, look, you know, from the TV contract alone, their their pitch was, when you're going in for your negotiation, you're now adding LA, The LA market as a as yeah. a media market with two of the bi- two of the biggest schools, yeah, that get crowds. And and for people that uh, in that area, USC football is legit. It is. Oh yeah, it is a crowd drawer when they're winning. Mm-hmm. Like when they when the Keyshawn Johnson era, or whatever it was, you know the, uh, the the what's his what was his name Carson Palmer era. The, yeah. the, those when those guys were there, that that was the pro team because there was no pro team, right? Well, I mean, if, judging by the the Los Angeles Chargers crowds, it's still not a pro town, right? Now the Rams did. I mean, but they won so. <clears throat> yeah but even uh, no one really mentioned the crowd size there yeah were people really going
1: i don't know that stadium's really cool it's massive yeah and i mean i don't even know if they can fill it yeah you know what <laughs> I mean? but i mean the funny part is like you would U- a usc game would probably fill it <laughs> you're right <laughs> i mean and usc thing. still has some like they have a lot of that's a that's a tradition you know uh They've got a lot of pageantry and stuff, you know. They have the the Trojan that rides out on the horse, and they play that that one fight song every time they (laughs) they do something. Um, It's a pretty cool uh, atmosphere there, you know. You think it's California, so everyone's aloof and like fake, but that's a a pretty decent uh, experience. I've never been to a game, but just from what I've seen on TV, like it looked. I mean, the Coliseum looked packed. Yeah, you know.
0: And then one thing we had we had talked about this in the coaching carousel episode. And I don't know if I'm repeating myself, um, but Lincoln Riley was the guy who went from Oklahoma to USC. Now a lot of people are like, "Why are you going to leave Oklahoma right before they're going in the SEC to go to USC?" Other than the boatload of cash they threw at him, right? <laughs> right. That probably didn't hurt. <laughs> you know, they over—they basically bought all of his houses and. And it gave him a private plane. Whatever they did. How do you sleep at night on a large pile of money? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey. For the uh, any of you don't know, it's a reference to the bench appear in the real in the Bill Maher show, <laughs> whatever that. Real time with Bill Maher. Uh, but maybe he kind of, maybe they kind of got in his ear and said, "Hey, look, we're not going to be in the Pac-12 very much longer." We're going to the Big Ten. Yeah. So this might have been in place or started last year or right after the college football season. Mm-hmm. And maybe they told them, hey, look, we want you to build what we got going on over here, uh, build it back up in the Big Ten, and we're going to have more resources than ever. Yeah. Because we're going to get some of that Big Ten TV contract money
1: is going to be enormous mm-hmm. that the Pac-12 could never give us. Yeah. And then it probably helps with recruiting, too. You know, You're going to be playing – Big Ten football as opposed to playing Pac-12. I mean, you yeah. think a kid is going to go and play, like even if you're going to play a losing team in the SEC, you're still in the SEC. Yeah, I mean, you figure USC kind of lost out
0: when Oregon kind of stepped up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oregon was the swag school. When when Phil Knight from Nike started putting a lot of money into Oregon athletics, he revamped all of the, of the uh, stadiums, The locker rooms, uh, all your all your uniforms, your helmets came from Nike. It was three. I mean, you got three helmets, three jerseys, alternate
1: jerseys. Yeah, I'm sure the. It's just like what Kevin Plank is doing with University of Maryland, correct? But I mean, as an 18 year old kid,
0: it's a it's a cool thing. Yeah. To say hey, look, when you the minute you step on campus, you're getting three pairs of Nike shoes. Two pairs of Nike cleats, a pair of Nike slides, three pairs of sweatpants, two two three sweatshirts. Oh yeah! You're literally getting a laundry basket full of clothes that you don't have to pay for. Mm-hmm. There's no nickel and dime here. Well,
1: in that in those equipment rooms, they just walk in and grab whatever they want. Right? Like it's not like the, oh you've wh- you have six t-shirts, you're only supposed to have five. Like they just grab whatever. Right. So, and, and that's a recruiting tool.
0: Yeah. And if you and USC wasn't doing that. They kind of rested on their laurels. They rested on the the national championships with Reggie Bush and, and, and Matt liner and, Mm -hmm. and and Pete, as soon as Pete Carroll left though, you know, whatever, I mean, if he was doing illegal stuff, he was doing it real well Yeah, because they were winning. And as soon as he left, it went downhill Mm -hmm. and Oregon just kind of filled that void as far as the cool place to go. Right. Um, Stanford is Stanford. Stanford is where all the smart kids go. You know, it's, are there a couple guys that come out and play football? Sure. And they're usually the smartest guys in the room Mm -hmm. when they get to that NFL locker room. Yeah. The only other person beating them out is Ryan Fitzpatrick from Harvard. Right. You know what I mean? Like Stanford is, is, is probably the, the lone Ivy league school that isn't in the Ivy league. Um, but the rest of these schools, I mean, again, you're talking about Washington State. Oregon State had a run every once in a while. Cal, Washington. Mm-hmm. Utah, I mean, Utah had a little bit of a run when Alex Smith was there, but that was Urban Meyer. Yeah. And once he left, that school didn't do anything. Arizona State, I think they had, uh, it wasn't Lovey was Smith, but he's a Houston now with the Texans. Yeah. Colorado, outside of Cordell Stewart from, from back when we were young. In Arizona. Like, not one of those teams that I just mentioned, other than Stanford and Oregon, have any real appeal to anybody. Yeah. Other than people that went there. I get that. You know, Whatever. You went there, good for you. mm mm-hmm. um, But that also makes Stanford and Oregon prime pickup people, pickup schools for someone else. Like if the ACC is looking to get that West Coast footprint. Oh, yeah. They they got 14 teams right now. If you get those two, you're at 16. Yep. You know, and that brings you to that, that brings you to what? Three conferences at 16? Yeah. You know, and 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 the Big 12 at 12 with with 12 teams, you can easily pick up four of those remaining Pac-12 teams if you really wanted to. Yeah. Or or maybe you, you reach out to some of the independents. You got Army out there. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Army's football conference, I think, went away. Yeah, uh, then you've got... UConn was in the Big East.
1: And that's uh, a Big East is a basketball conference.
0: Yeah, well, and so that's why UConn's independent for football. Yeah. But
1: to be honest with you, UConn, after Randy Edsel left, has been garbage at football. Well, I mean, nobody really thinks about UConn as, a f- like, oh, they have a football team? Well, that, that's thing like, you,
0: you forgot they had a football yeah.
1: team. Like, um, women's basketball... Sure.
0: You know. They'll wipe the floor with anybody. Yeah. And Notre Dame. New Mexico State's the the only other independent and no one cares about them. Right. No one cares about the again. <laughs> if I'm offending people by saying no one cares about your school, they don't sorry, nobody cares yeah. about your school. Right. No one cares about the school I went
1: to. I'm not offended by it. Yeah, me either Yeah. The, uh, I mean, you know, we forgot UConn had a football team. So. For real. <laughs> shoot i almost forgot they had a men's basketball team too <laughs> right like Zing. they're just all women's basketball like, <laughs> right, right. that's what they're known for Yeah, you know well they, i mean at one point they were known for men's basketball yeah and then that went to the crapper like i mean tennessee the I mean, but tennessee has some other thing like i guess their best oh. program right now is probably women's bet the lady voles but well don staley down in south carolina yeah she so
0: it, you're right it was tennessee and uconn were women's basketball oh yeah because with Pat Summitt and Geno Auriemma, right? Mm-hmm. Pat Summitt retired, yeah, R.I.P. She, I think, I believe she passed away of cancer. Um, but Dawn Staley went down to South Carolina with the Gamecocks, and she's turned them into a, a national contender. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, she learned under Gino Auriemma. I mean, she played at UConn. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot, a lot of the um, the women's basketball teams on the come up are ex, the coaches now are ex UConn players. Yeah. And sometimes that's what it takes, though. You, you, Some places, and people don't really understand this, some places don't know how to win. They don't know how to recruit, and they mm-hmm. don't know how to win. Yeah. I mean, there's only so many girls that can go to UConn. Right. They got a limited bench. I mean, you, you can't. would you rather be the 12th person at UConn, or would you rather be in the rotation at t- uh, Tennessee right now, yeah. or La Tech? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? W- would you rather play, or do you want to sit?
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a friend of my wife's, he, he was – um, recruited heavily for different schools, like you know, big schools. Ended up going to Marist, which is a I know what Marist is. Yeah, there are rivals. Okay, <laughs> so he went to Marist because he wanted to play. You know, he could have gone to Maryland or you know um, Kansas or any of these, but he wanted to play at. Um, he wanted to play. He just wanted to yeah. ride the ride the bench. So you know so i get that too he still had a full ride so yeah you know either way it, it, it worked out for him so i guess the next
0: question is who gets gobbled up by the ne- I, I gotta admit you need at least two more conferences to go to 16 at least if not 20 yeah um and then there is going to be people who are left behind.
1: You think anyone gets kicked out of the big conferences? So that's a good question. I and think I mean, about like Northwestern, right? What has Northwestern done? Or Vanderbilt? Yeah, or the SEC. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Or yeah. Illinois in the
0: Big Ten. I don't. I don't think you'll see for the Big Ten. I don't think you'll see any of the big state schools get kicked out. Yeah. Um, I was always surprised though that Iowa State never joined the Big Ten, because you had Michigan and Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, Wisconsin. It's yeah. all they're all kind of right. Right. Well, you Michi- We have Michigan, Michigan State. right? Yep. So why not Iowa
1: and Iowa State? Yeah. They they always say, oh, it's location. Is it? It can't. It can't be because. So Iowa is just to the. what is it? It's just to the west of of uh, Illinois. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, then, it's like State over, right? Yeah, but then Minnesota is in the Big Ten, and they're right there.
0: Right. I mean, I mean you've got Iowa already yeah. in. Yeah. So why not add
1: Iowa State? Yeah. That's what I
0: was wondering. Like, why don't they just poach it out of the Big Twelve? Because Iowa State's at the Big Twelve. Yep. But you know, Big Twelve. I mean, Big Twelve is making a case for itself to be sticking around. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Pac-12, if they don't do anything, they're not. Yeah. So I mean, I think you're going to end up with the Big Ten, the SEC. I think the ACC adds at least two, and if they can go to 20, they can go to 20. Um, I think the Pac-12 gets left out, and I think the Big 12 steps in. But the Big 12 has 12 teams right now. Now, the problem with the Big 12 is they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was funny. They were, uh, Gary Williams was on 105.7 The Fan, and they were kind of talking about this a little bit. And... Bruce Cunningham said, "Does it really matter if you if you're taking a charter flight, two hours or five hours? Yeah, I don't think it. Yeah, you're still on a charter. You're on a private plane.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're not riding buses anymore, right? So
0: you know, these- so maybe, so maybe maybe region isn't yeah isn't a factor anymore. But yeah. I think it does. I think it means something for people though, like for the people that watch. You know, if you were a Big Ten fan." It was because you were from the Midwest. I mean, even when they expanded out, Penn State's still in that rural part of Pennsylvania, in Mm -hmm. that in that
1: western part of Pennsylvania. Penn State's in the middle of nowhere, right? Like it's directly in the like right in the center of the state, right? So, but it's not considered part of Philadelphia, no. Nor is it. Nor is it part of Pittsburgh,
0: right? But then, when they added Maryland. And then Rutgers. Rutgers was probably the, I want to say, first major city school they added. Mm-hmm. Because that that's not really, I mean, there's major cities in the Midwest, but I would say that was probably the first non, Maryland and Rutgers are probably the first non Midwestern type schools. Yeah. Um, but they wanted those media markets. They right. wanted the D.C. Baltimore media market and they wanted the New York City media market. Yeah. And that's why they brought them in. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm just I'm I'm interested. I mean, that's why UConn might be attractive, though, because you get in, you get in those Connecticut markets. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it or not, there's a lot of rich people in Connecticut. Oh yeah, spend
1: money. Well, um, that's also Connecticut also starts getting into that New England, um, right? You know, because you have because Connecticut is is straight because like a lot of Connecticut falls into that New York sphere of influence, but then the eastern part of it borders Rhode Island, which is all Boston. Well, the, whole so,
0: in the ACC with Boston College, mm-hmm. they got. That, is there another big school in Boston?
1: Boston University.
0: Yeah, but that's not. That's hockey school. That's not, they're not yeah. playing anything else.
1: No, and they're not. They're not picking them up for hockey. <laughs> no, even though Big Ten hockey is pretty. Like, there's they do play like, uh, right, hockey on the Big Ten network. Penn State just went from a. Uh, within the last couple of years went from a club team mm-hmm. to an actual division one you know program so they yeah. built a huge arena and, and they got a massive endowment to do it but mm-hmm. uh yeah that's um becoming a, a a decent uh hockey school so yeah the only i mean the only problem for the a c c is
0: it's not a very strong football school no and there is rumors right now that Miami is looking to get out. Let's see, SEC. <laughs> well, I, either that or, or Big Ten, because mm-hmm. the Big Ten doesn't have any reach down there. No, um, that's but that's a rumor. I don't know if that's a real thing. Um, but the problem, the problem with the ACC is other than Clemson. And I'm looking down this list here, Clemson, maybe Florida State.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is there really a football school that really wets the whistle for some of these guys? I
1: mean, Virginia Tech had Virginia Tech has a following. Yeah. And they have, it's almost the the big, which is, University of Maryland is right outside of D.C., but it seems like the college football team of the DMV, especially the Virginia side, is Virginia Tech. Yeah, you see VT VT stickers all over the beltway. You do, yeah. So you do. um, And it's weird. Like University of Maryland's huge, and it's I mean it's it's four miles outside the district. Right. So it's like, but Virginia Tech is, you know, is the bigger draw.
0: Yeah, but I I think that was because they had all those years under uh, Frank Beamer. Yeah, when they were national threats every year. yeah. But they haven't been that in like 10 years. Yeah. No. So when does that fan base kind of wane a little bit, right? Yeah, all the front runners. Yeah. Or, or you know, the people that went there because of Virginia Tech football. Mm-hmm. You know, all the Maybe their enrollment's down because they, the football hasn't been great. Yeah. Um, there are people that go to schools just because they want that big-time football experience. They want that to be part of their college experience. And if that hasn't been there for the last few years, maybe enrollment's been down, but we yeah. don't know. Um. And maybe Clemson is kind of making a call to the SEC. Now, that would be murderer's row for football. Yeah, Oh, yeah. But, and Clemson may not want to do that unless they thought the ACC was dying.
1: But if the ACC, say, say Clemson did go. Yeah. And then, say Miami went or Virginia Tech went. At that point, then the ACC is kind of dying out. Now, ACC basketball is awesome. Right, you know, but when Maryland left, um, you know that kind of ruined that 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 Duke uh, Maryland rivalry. Then the, then you had UNC too in that. That nobody did. thinks about UNC for football. No, but Maryland
0: was never part of a Duke rivalry. To, Ma- Maryland to, thought they were in yeah, a rivalry. Yeah. Duke
1: didn't think so. Well, there there were a couple years with under uh, Gary Williams, and then when they won the national. The, the national championship that or the the tournament that that was um yeah but if you asked anyone from duke who said who's your rival
0: yeah, not Maryland. unc yeah <laughs> you go to anyone from unc and say who's your rival it's duke yeah maryland doesn't even factor in they, they don't even have to think about that yeah but if you talk to maryland who's your rival duke mm, all right buddy. <laughs> 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 living in dream world yeah um so I mean, as far as basketball goes, that that's an interesting kind of side, uh, side issue with this, because basketball, the NCAA, think about how much money the NCAA tournament brings in. Mm-hmm. If these schools say, "Look, we know there's going to be some collateral damage, and some basketball schools are going to be left out," like a Georgetown, yeah, right. Now, I mean, Georgetown has been kind of off basketball-wise lately, but. A lot of those biggie schools, that don't have football. Maybe they just bring them in and make them eligible for whatever this group is going to be, whatever Mm -hmm. their basketball tournament is going to be. Yeah. Maybe they just say, okay, we'll let you in for that. Because the other thing is, if you got four conferences of 20, 20, 40, 60, it's a 64-team tournament. So you're saying you're going to let every team in, basically? Because you, 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 you don't you don't have to worry about the AQS anymore, or those smaller conferences. Mm-hmm. So you basically just say, look, we're gonna have this one big end of year free for all. Yeah, sixty teams. Maybe <laughs> we'll add four, more. or if you add like the if you add the Big East for for the basketball, you know, maybe you throw them. Maybe you you do like a, a fifty four and 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 ten. They like could give them ten bids, and everyone the Big Four get like their their fifty four bids or whatever. I don't know. But essentially, if you cut out the NCAA, you don't have to give them their cut anymore. Right. You know, you're basically cutting out the mafia don. Um. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm wondering. Like, this is. I mean, at this point, I think it's going to happen. Because why? Why wouldn't Alabama want to share, give money the to the NCAA anymore yeah. for football? You know. It's one of those things where I think they've moved slow enough, where I don't think the uproar is going to be as big. Like I remember when this first started happening, when when even like teams like Pitt and and Syracuse, when they left the Big East to go to the ACC, mm-hmm. that, that was like the first wave. Maryland went to the Big Ten. Yeah. And people, oh, this is going to ruin college athletics. And I think now everyone's just kind of resigned to the fact this is going to happen. Right. So they kind of, they slow rolled it a little bit, little by little. And I think they're going to evade a lot of
1: the criticisms that they would have normally gotten. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Syracuse is another school because that used to be a, a, a football, you know, back Donovan McNabb went to Syracuse. So, me being from upstate New York,
0: Syracuse was like where every kid who played football wanted to go. Mm-hmm. That was the New York school. Yeah, it, it wasn't it, there. W- Cause New York City really didn't have a school. No, that played football. Yeah, you know. So it was either it, Syracuse was the big name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? I mean, U Albany was like the second tier. Yeah, but even there, man. but
1: Syracuse was at least playing like nationally televised games, and they're playing like they could have played in Notre Dame. Yeah, they, they were. Play- yeah, I mean. That was the big thing. They were playing big names. They say recruiting at at Syracuse is hard because it's kind of in the middle of nowhere and it's cold all the time. And, you know, um, but then Miami is is easy. (laughs) You can recruit people to Miami just take him down to south beach and be like look at all these bikinis like, hey, the kids are like i'm there they
0: hate their kid from florida look at all this snow isn't it great
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but no this is not great this no. is cold as hell <laughs> right this isn't fun <laughs> yeah. you said it's like this eight nine months out of the year <laughs> right no thanks i'm out We're, there's no beach <laughs> no beach <laughs> yeah never mind
0: beach it's frozen right <laughs> we got a lake <laughs> we got a lake, it's over there it's yeah. frozen, frozen eight months out of the year you won't ever see it, you'll be back home in Miami right? <laughs> in, in those warm months filling, filling, out, your, out. filling out your transfer applications <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> transfer portal number one transfer portal number two <laughs> yeah the, the, it, this is going to happen what the fallout will be, I don't know I think these are going to be probably the final dominoes though mm-hmm. because once you get to 16 teams in each of these conferences, <sighs> if you've already got the college football playoff as a separate entity and away from the NCAA, mm-hmm. why, do you, why do you need to play by the NCAA rules anymore? Right. And you, now you can put your own rules in for name, image, and likeness
1: Yeah, that everyone's got to follow. Um, it, you can get, just get rolling on it. Because if, if all those schools got together, say... All, Big Ten, S- let's go with the, the two big, the two big monsters, the the big monsters in the room. Yep. SEC, Big Ten, they all get together and say, you know what? Screw you, NCAA. We don't care about your sanctions. We don't care about any of it. We are going full. We'll go, we're going rogue, and we're going to pay players. <laughs> you know, we're giving them contracts mm-hmm. and educations. Um, if they all did it in unison, what's the NCAA going to do?
0: Yeah, and you make a good point there. With if the Big Ten and the SEC do it, they'll drag whoever else with them. Yeah, because those are the, those are the two big ones. Yeah, if if you do that, if those two, and it might behoove them to do that because they can then create the rules that they want, and the, the people that they bring in just have to abide by them. Yeah, but they don't have to listen to more. If they're making the rules together, they don't, have to, they don't got to listen to the ACC. Right. They don't have to listen to the big 12 mm-hmm. because these two conferences are the ones that are bringing the money in money in. Yeah. Why am I going to listen to the ACC when they don't bring in near the money we do? Mm-hmm. No, this is, this is how I want to set up because I'm bringing in the money
1: and anyone who wants to come in and play under these rules. Fine. Cause we're going to need more teams. Yeah. Um, and then there's the NCAA. Then go and say, "Well, we're going to to survive as an entity, and not just be some minor player among Division three colleges, you know, and and small schools." Do they go and say, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna change our rules to match your rules so that we can still stay in this cut?"
0: Yeah, it, there's a huge issue there, and that once these big teams are gone. If the NCAA tries to coordinate the rest of them, there's no draw there. Yeah, the NCAA is going to lose. I mean, if you lose the NCAA tournament money and whatever bowl money there was, your budget goes down significantly, and you're no longer the juggernaut. Mm-hmm. You're no longer the NCAA. Yeah. Now you're right, though. I mean, should, could they modify their rules? Sure, or just adopt the rules from those from the from those conferences. Just so that they the teams that are left under the NCAA can play against them.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: But those teams that are still under the NCAA and whatever conference they're in, they're always going to be at a disadvantage money wise.
1: Oh yeah, always. I mean they they are, they are now. Right. Just as a bit, but, you know, say okay now if they did do that, he's now in the beginning of the year. Football. There's no preseason. But sure. There kind of is. Because, like, the big, huge schools go and play these tiny schools and whip up on them, but the little schools like to do it because it gets them that game in front of Ohio State or Alabama, so they, they do it.
0: Well, they get paid, too.
1: Yeah. Um, if those schools were NCAA schools, could they play schools that were not? That I think if they weren't able to, that would be on
0: the NCAA. Yeah. I don't think these big schools would say, no, you can't go play that team and beat up on it. Right. Like they need, like you said, that's the preseason for them. Appalachian yeah. State, although I remember the one year they won. When they beat Michigan, which was awesome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 th- I do think the one thing that these super conferences are going to miss if they don't play the smaller schools is that kind of David and Goliath thing, especially in the basketball realm. Mm-hmm. Everyone loved it when when a 15,
1: 14, 13 seed makes it to the elite eight. Oh, every, yeah, the Cinderella, right? Everyone loves that that school.
0: But if you're if your thirteen seed, is another team from the major conference. Yeah, it's not as exciting.
1: Right. That's not a Cinderella story. No, it's just the NBA, where <laughs> like you know the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right? Like they're right, just a yeah. bad team, right?
0: A bad team nobody cared about. Right. Yeah. Whereas the other team like when you have the Cinderella story, like not only did the fans of that school get on board, the rest of the country got on board because they hate the big school. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like you want to see VCU go and take down people. Oh yeah. Or when Gonzaga you know, Gonzaga,
1: they're the small school that everyone loves. Yeah. Or, um, remember when Mason like showed up and George oh, Mason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like there's one year Weber State or the Chicago
0: Loyola with the Nun. Yeah. You know, everyone loves that stuff. Yeah. But if you don't have those teams available to you anymore.
1: Even when you're doing your bracket, you're supposed to pick your Cinderella team.
0: Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. I wonder I wonder what will happen in that case, though, if you kind of lose some of that. Now, these schools are probably going to say, look, people get over it. They're going to. Well, then a lousy team like Maryland becomes. The, <laughs> <laughs> the Cinderella, yeah. Well, that means a lot of these teams are probably like, who cares? about Basketball will bring in whatever basketball is going to bring in. Yeah. Football brings the money in. Football is what drives the television contract. Mm-hmm. We could fund three NCAA tournaments every year for the increased amount of money yep. that we're bringing in because of what we just did. Mm-hmm. And you really can't argue with them there. Yeah. Um, you do run into the whole thing of, uh, do they have to become a pro sports league? So right now you get the... You get the uh, non-profit designation, right? hmm Do you have to then go to, like, a pro sports model where you get the antitrust exemption, but you now have to have a union for the players? The rep- yeah. And and you have to negotiate and and in uh, good faith
1: and all this other stuff, and it's like, you might end up opening that door. And then what, yeah, then you have the thing like right now college football rosters, like you'll look at the sideline for a home game mm-hmm. and you'll have like two number 90s because right. <laughs> they've run out of numbers. And that might be and, a, that might be an unforeseen consequence. Yeah. So then do they go down to, do they chop the roster to 53 like the NFL does? Yeah. It might not be 53, but they may limit it down to maybe not. 80 or 90 or say it's a say they make it a hundred right just so you 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 have to have a number for every player
0: you know you figure 20 kids per school yeah or 20 kids per school let's say they're 20 team conferences that's what 400 kids yeah per conference Mm -hmm. that that really cuts it down yeah for a lot of kids and that
1: really is those those Expanded rosters—that really is their minor league system, almost. Right, like that's who you're. You're bringing those guys, and not everyone on these football teams is there on a full scholarship,
0: right? Some are walk on, preferred yeah. walk ons. Yep. Uh, partial scholarships. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I get that. They might they're,
1: come on and walk on with nothing one year, and then really t- tear it up, and then that next year they're there on a scholarship. Right. So.
0: Yeah, I. They're going to run into a lot of hurdles. League w-
1: with. Uh, legalities yeah and like, what, what do you do with that but then you know and i look at it like so you know i always kind of have it stuck in my head because like big 10 was always kind of your northeast to upper midwest conference you know like but now it's kind of expanded out past that i always um, thought of it as a midwestern conference yeah
0: i never thought of it as a northeastern yeah.
1: well i just because of penn state wasn't there they're the like but they're the farthest, furthest east yeah i always thought of that i still thought that yeah. uh, I still think of Pittsburgh as like a Midwest. Yeah, it's on the border over there with Ohio. Yeah, but over near Pittsburgh. Then you've got so then you had the SEC, which are like, oh, that's the South, Southern South. But really, when they go and they start bringing these schools in, it's almost like an ALNL type of deal, where you have you know you could have two teams in the same same state. One is the SEC, one's the Big Ten. You know, just like we have the nationals and or the Orioles right you know um or the same city right. with the Yankees and the Mets so. yeah and it's interesting that's another interesting point it's like what,
0: what are they going to do with something I mean shoot the I mean the SEC is still going to be somewhat of a regional conference I mean you're basically reaching from South Carolina Florida to Texas yeah you're not really going any further north than Tennessee
1: mm-hmm And any further west than Texas.
0: Correct. So that's still somewhat regional. Yeah. Other than UCLA and USC and Rutgers, I would say the Big Ten's still somewhat regional. Although, I mean, Maryland, uh,
1: but... But if you look at the NFL, it kind of has a similar footprint to the Big Ten minus... Now the Big Ten doesn't have that southern reach, but the NFL has teams in LA and Chicago and the East Coast to your Rutgers, Penn State, Maryland. So that's kind of it has a similar footprint to the NFL minus the the southern teams. But um, before the Atlanta uh, Falcons, DC the 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 Redskins that well now the Commanders. Mm. We're the team of the South? I wonder if after let's say there are
0: the four four conferences of twenty, they all get together, they form their own league. Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe they reorganize
1: into more regional groups? Could be for for, but then I think that's going to be harder yeah. to do that. But then what do you do? Can you kick? Uh, well, the, the NHL did it. So the NHL reorganized, and they ruined one of the greatest rivalries in sports when they moved Detroit from the West to the East. Now nobody except hockey thought of Detroit as a West Coast, you know, as a Western Conference. Anything, right? Um, the Pistons don't play the, you know, the Lions, um, the Tigers, the Bears, oh my. But <laughs> none of them play in in the. You know in a western division or conference except in hockey and when they moved it they ruined the Detroit Red Wings Colorado Avalanche rivalry which was vicious that they hated each other it was it was awesome yeah. watching those two teams beat the crap out of each other every playoffs was awesome now you won't you won't see it unless it was Stanley Cup so when you, you risk ruining some of that stuff if you start moving teams um
0: yeah but they screwed that up when they moved the Avalanche to the Avalanche
1: Were the Winnipeg Jets? No, the Avalanche were the Quebec Nordiques. There it is. So they, but but nobody cared about the Nordiques, except there was a rivalry between like the Nordiques and the Whalers, and the Nordiques and the Bruins, and the Nordiques and the (laughs) and the and the Bruins. But when they moved, they went to Colorado, were good, and then started playing. It was like the two big kids on the block. All of a sudden, are now, you know, right there.
0: Yeah, the problem with I always feel like with any league, if you're on the West Coast, that West Coast bias is real. Yeah. Because a majority of this country still lives on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lives east of the Mississippi River. Yeah. There are not a whole lot of people in the middle. No.
1: And then you got California. Yeah, the and, I mean you've got your 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 big metropolitan areas, I guess, are Seattle, San Francisco, and Los Angeles.
0: You got San Diego too.
1: Yeah. A little bit. And then but San Diego, that's still, that's SoCal. That's just, I mean, I don't want to say it's just like LA, but, right. you know, it, it kind of is. I mean, the only mid quote unquote Midwestern states that have
0: big populations are in Texas. Well, Chicago is. Well, that's like, true. I, mean, I meant like west of the Mississippi. Yeah. So Chicago is still technically east of the Mississippi, I believe.
1: But, yes. So yes.
0: I'm thinking west of the Mississippi. Other than Texas, where's their major city with a lot of people?
1: I can't think of one. Kansas City? Denver? Denver. But there's nothing Vegas, Yeah. But Vegas is only recently starting to even get pro sports. Yeah. There was like dates avoided Las Vegas like the plague.
0: But you gotta all the areas, I mean, there's a lot of land surrounding those. Oh yeah, where there isn't a lot of people, and it's really hard to create more of a fan base outside of your direct city. Yeah,
1: well, just just look at the at a satellite image at night of that part of the oh, country. Oh yeah, I know. I you love watching that. And it's just you know, you've got a bright spot, a couple bright spots, whereas you look on the east coast, it's pretty much the entire eastern seaboard.
0: Well, yeah, I mean they were, they've always said that basically D.C. to Boston is one big city. Oh yeah. It. Because this, the 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 sprawl is just kind of inter- yeah, intermixed just yeah intermix between the big all, cities and it's
1: it's almost now D C to um like D C is to Richmond Richmond to um like your Tidewater Virginia Norfolk Hampton Roads <laughs> it's all going to come together at one point sure um yeah it'll be interesting how this
0: shakes out um I wonder how it'll affect the kids. I wonder what's going to happen to some of these smaller schools that kind of they put a lot of money into their football programs to kind of be relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, like a San Diego State University, a Utah State. I mean, these guys were ranked. Um, even like a Cincinnati, Houston. Yeah, they're going to the Big Twelve, but is the Big Twelve going to be anything? Yeah. I mean, the Big Twelve's got Baylor, who used to be big, and then they had their scandal. Now they're nothing. Mm-hmm. TCU, they're not in anything anymore. And they used to be in the top two. They were top five every year for a while yep um kansas is never going to be anything as far as football goes um texas tech you had a couple years with the red raiders what was that giant was that johnny manziel texas tech <sighs> no he was texas a&m and all right so then i can't even get the right school for them so <laughs> so how relevant it is i mean it's it's huge to them sure i'm know. sure it is um Anyone who went to that school was big. I get it. Yeah. I get it. that's your school. Be proud of that. Yeah. But on the national landscape, sorry, barely anyone knows who you are. Right. Only thing I know about Texas Tech. I know where Mike Leach was, and Cliff. I think Cliff Kingsbury went there and played there, and they were running gun and all this stuff. And they got the they got the guy, the mustachioed guy, and the, and the guns, and that was the mascot <laughs> for them. Um, but other than that, they're really in, with, without you know without Texas and Oklahoma. The big, I mean, that Big Twelve isn't going to be much anymore either. Yeah. So I wonder what happens, and what happens to the kids? You know, a lot of those, can mean, a lot of those kids go to those schools. They think they're going to make it. Of course, you ninety-eight know, percent of them aren't. Right. Or maybe ninety-seven. I guess bigger school kids got more of an opportunity to make the NFL. But whatever. I don't know. Um, it will be interesting though, because it's got to shake out somehow. But yeah, any last words on this one?
1: No, no. I just, uh, it. I am though excited. You know, this is the time of year where you start thinking about college football. We had 4th of July. Uh, MLB will have the all. Now, I'm more of a baseball fan than I am a college football fan. But, uh, you know, I think um, just, you know, you start looking for, because college football that you've got, people start talking about that. Then of course, NFL. Um, in August. So yeah. you know, which which is uh TV gets interesting again. I know with college so. football, I'm more of a I'm more of a
0: fan of particular games. Mm-hmm. Like I love watching the Notre Dame games at home in the fall. Oh yeah. I'm not a Notre Dame fan. But I remember, like watching that movie Rudy. Mm-hmm. Which is a great movie. Oh yeah. And they show the atmosphere I feel mm-hmm. like when I watch a Notre Dame game
1: on TV, it still looks like it does from that movie. Well, going to going to see a football game at Notre Dame is on my list. Yeah. And I'm not a huge Notre Dame fan. Right. Um, but I think I'd like to go see a... Just to go see a game there would be really cool. Just like I want to go see a game at Fenway. I hate the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. I want to go see a game at Yankee Stadium. I hate them too. Um, but those are your iconic... Well, right. Yankee Stadium's new, but uh, I'd love to go see a game at Wrigley. Wrigley, yeah. Um, because it's the atmosphere, it's the history, the stadium, the people that played there. Yeah. Um, I'd like to go... I still haven't gone to see a Navy game. Right. And they're, what? Two minutes down the road. Yeah. <laughs> and, in fact, my son swims in their pool. And if you go and you walk around, so it's, it's Lejeune Hall is where the pool is. Well, on the second level, which is where this kind of stands go down... They have, like, it's kind of where all their trophies are. And they have, um, oh, boy, uh, Roger Stalbach's, uh Heisman is there. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's just, sitting, like, it's it's almost, like, tucked into a corner. Right. Like, oh, and I, I looked at it and I said, is that? <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I forgot he play- he went to Navy. Yeah. But uh yeah, so his so there's there's some history and the Naval Academy, of course, with the midshipmen marching in and doing all that stuff is the there's some uh pageantry there. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind going to see an Auburn, Alabama game.
0: Yeah. Or or even like uh Ohio State Michigan game. Yeah. Like when I watch those on T V, it's like you, you can almost feel the energy from it. Oh yeah. And and not that it's like hype energy, it's just that it's you know that people have been there since, like, the 1900s watching those games. Oh, yeah. Um, it's almost like I want to go see a Green Bay Packers game at Lambeau. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not a big Packer fan. In, in December? Yeah. Like, I want to do it. Yeah. And I hate the cold.
1: <laughs> but maybe maybe I'll muster it up and I'll go. And, well, the, um, the neat thing about that stadium, for, first of all, Green Bay is, like, the city of the size of Annapolis. And then the stadium's, like, in the middle of a neighborhood. Just, yeah. like. Naval, just like Naval Academy, it's right in the middle of the neighborhood. Yeah, so I think that would be cool to go there. Like, there's definitely things I want to go go see, even though I'm not a fan. And I think, and I agree with you. I think sometimes the games are more like, um, you know, watching a a you know, uh, like Michigan, Ohio, Penn State, Ohio State. Like those are, you know, always good games. Um, I almost want to be like a Penn State fan. Like here's the, I, I can't I can't turn that switch on
0: in my brain to go be a Penn State fan.
1: So but I did. So I went to I saw Penn State at Nebraska at night in Happy Valley. It was awesome. And I was not a Penn State fan when I went to this. I just my buddy's family uh had a condo there. They're such huge Penn State fans. They actually had a condo there for their season tickets. So They had an extra seat, so I went, and it was one of I couldn't talk when I left from yelling so loud, and I didn't drink anything, Mm -hmm. you know. And it was just such an awesome atmosphere, and it didn't it didn't hurt at the time that I hated Nebraska because that's when they were good. Mm -hmm. When I forget the coach's name, he used to run the score up on everybody, Tom Osborne. Yeah, to uh, improve his standing, right? Um, And I think was Nebraska independent then, or were they in a different conference? They were in the Big Twelve. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was awesome. I kind of became a Penn State fan then, but I will never be. like, Oh no, I'm. I got to be home Penn State song. Yeah. I, w- yeah. I for whatever reason like, I'm not that I'm
0: jealous of people that have that. But it, it's interesting to be that invested in something. Yeah. Be- you know something bigger than yourself, right? It's
1: almost like I want that. Yeah. But I don't think
0: I can get in that bandwagon. I don't know if I can get on that bandwagon. What
1: what, what I don't get, I don't get the people. So I was born in Pennsylvania and I went to college in Pennsylvania. So I do have some Pennsylvania connection. I don't get the people that are like diehard Alabama fans and have absolutely no connection to it at all. Right. Like, oh, did you go there? Oh, no. I didn't (laughs) go to college. Oh, all right. Um, Are you like, did your... You know, are you from there? Nope. Couldn't even find it on a map. But they're good. Okay. (laughs) Roll tide. Roll
0: tide. (laughs) (laughs) Part of me wants to be an Alabama fan just so I can walk around going, roll tide.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you want me to fill up your gas? Roll tide. Yeah. (laughs) So I I just, I don't understand that part of it. Like, I I know a guy who's a diehard Ohio State fan. Not from there. I know another guy that's a diehard Michigan fan. I I just, I, I don't it doesn't compute right you know um so who knows i guess but they're still diehard cowboy fans from here so yeah well i mean it's a, the pittsburgh diaspora i can understand because people left pittsburgh yes and so they took their steelers fandom with them mm-hmm. yeah when the mills shut down and stuff, yeah. a lot of those people just scattered off into the wind and ended up and they just became steeler fans and right they're here now as Steeler fans. Yeah, but the Dallas
0: one I don't get. Other than I mean, it's just the people that get jumped on the bandwagon when Troy Aikman so and there is, emmett Smith.
1: And- so there is a, at least in the D.C. area, There's a I read a very interesting article in the Washington Post about why there are so many cowboy fans, particularly black cowboy fans, in D.C. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons was that the former owner of the Redskins, Jack Kent Cook, before him, Oh. (laughs) Was an ardent racist. And the D.C., the the Redskins were the last team to integrate. So, all these, you know, there's these uh, black people living in D.C., and they're like, I can't root for this team. Right. So, who do you pick? Well, you pick their rival. Right. So, when I read that article, I was like, oh, I get it now. Right. That makes sense. Like, you know what? Go Cowboys, like, for that, because, you know, you guys were like, hey, screw this guy. Right. So, I I get that. Right. Um, But, uh, there are other ones though that i just i don't get i don't understand it
0: fun fact about jack kent cook you're still in the lakers yeah i need i need to watch that winning uh, time yeah. yeah jerry Buss bought it from uh, jack kent yeah yeah all right well i think we've beaten this horse pretty uh pretty dead so far so it'd be interesting what happens we may end up talking about this next couple months is see what more dominoes drop where where some schools end up um but thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, share. Uh, please go to the drivewaybeerspodcast.com. Click on that uh, link for private internet access. Get your three-year deal on a VPN. And again, this is the best deal that they run. This is the one I pick up whenever my subscription is running out. This is the one I pick up to get my best deal. Um, full disclosure, we do get uh, a small commission when people sign up using our link. Uh, Price is the same whether you use our link or not. So if you can help us out, click our link uh, or go to our website. You can always uh, donate to the show. Uh, There's a donate page on there if you feel like we're creating some good content for you. Uh, Yeah, we hope you like the show and we'll talk to you next time.